In Training with Watson Cook. As Christians, we're all in training to grow in our walk with Jesus. No matter if you have been saved for 90 years or if you're like me, new in your relationship with Jesus. God's Word is so powerful. We should have a hunger each day to dive in and train ourselves to live out His plan for us. So join me as I've been called to share my story and what I've learned through my short time in training. Welcome in to In Training. Thanks for joining me. Musing a recent experience in my life is kind of the basis for this episode. It's an experience that I'm not happy about. It has weighed on me for the past couple of weeks. And the title for this show is Don't Miss Your Opportunity. Well, I missed mine recently, or missed an opportunity, I should say. And I hope by sharing this, it will help you help others to not miss your opportunities in the future. If you're like me, and, and I hope you're not, but if you're like me, you, you always think of what to say after the fact. Or you come up with a great response after the conversation is over. Or you realize once something has passed that it should have been done this way or that way, and you kick yourself because a lot of the time when it hits you, you think, that's so simple. That makes so much sense. How in the world did I not think of that earlier? Well, that happened to me recently, and I'll dive more into that in a little bit. The scripture we're going to look at is Galatians chapter 6, and we'll look at verses 1 through 10. So last week, I opened my Bible to start preparing for last week's episode, and if you listened to our most recent episode, you know I was not able to get a usual show out. But anyway, when I opened my Bible last week, I opened to Galatians 6 and just started glancing through, and what caught my attention was the first part of verse 10. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone. And I was already feeling guilty about what had happened a couple weeks ago, but as I started reading, I I knew God put me in Galatians chapter 6 for good reason. So let's go back and let's start at verse 1, Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. Brothers, If anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. You who are spiritual. Paul, the writer here in Galatians, he's not saying that there are elite Christians or that any Christian is better than the other. He's referring to those who may be more mature in their relationship with Christ and may be better positioned to help someone in need. The adjective spiritual, it means living and walking according to the Holy Spirit, and it includes qualities mentioned back in chapter 5 of Galatians, verses 22 and 23, where Paul says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If anyone is caught in transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. And Psalm 141 verse 5 says, Let a righteous man strike me. It is a kindness. Let him rebuke me. It is oil for my head. Let my head not refuse it. 
and in James 5, verses 19 and 20. My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. We're told to restore those living outside of the will of God and to keep a watch on ourselves, lest we too be tempted. Verse 2, Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Who was the ultimate burden bearer? Jesus Christ. Who are we told to conform to, to be like? Jesus Christ. Bear one another's burdens. We can tie that to the command in Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine: You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Here, one of the Pharisees had asked Jesus a question to test him. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-six, the Pharisee says, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, and Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So if we, if we follow those two, we have no choice but to obey the rest of God's moral law. Love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And everything else will take care of itself. Bear one another's burdens. Romans 15.1 We who are strong, again, meaning Christians mature in their faith, We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 14, And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. Be patient with them all. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Be patient with them all. Back to Galatians 6, verse 3. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. For, but let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not his neighbor. And we've touched on this in previous episodes, but what does 2 Corinthians 13.5 say? Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, indeed, you fail to meet the test. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not his neighbor. Verse 5, For each will have to bear his own load. For each 
will have to bear his own load. Romans 14 verse 12 says, So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Yes, we will. So bear one another's burdens, even though we have our own load to bear, because one day, each and every one of us will stand before Jesus Christ and give an account of our life. We're going to give it. He already knows it. So we're not going to fool Him. We're not going to fool Him. Verse 6, Let the one who is taught the Word share all good things with the one who teaches. Here Paul is telling the church to support its teachers, its preachers, with whatever, as Scripture says, with whatever good things are appropriate. Food, money, etc., you name it. He's telling the church, support your teachers, your preachers. Verse 7, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for whatever one sows, that will he also reap. 8. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Here, reaping is referring to blessings of eternal life. But while here on this earth, Paul tells us as he lived it, that our life will be one of persecution and affliction, as he states in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, for this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. We may think our life on earth is tough, but whatever we go through is preparing us for eternal glory. And Jesus tells us this in John chapter 15, 18 through 21. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you were not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. And also in John 16, verse 33, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And that's where we have hope. That's why we have hope. Because Jesus Christ has overcome the world. And wrapping up with Galatians 6 verses 9 and 10, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap, if we do not give up. So then... As we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Do good without expecting anything in return. Do good without 
whining or grumbling about when you will be paid back or rewarded or whatever it may be. As Christians, we're to do good on this earth to be rewarded when? To be rewarded where? In heaven. And let us not grow weary of doing good. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Don't grow weary of doing good. When the time is right, we've talked about God's timing on here before. When the time is right, we will reap our reward. As we have the opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially to those who are of the household of faith. We should serve everyone, everyone. But our primary focus should be on those in the church. Jesus makes it clear that our allegiance is to the kingdom of God in Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. We're also called to grow the kingdom of God, right? And getting back now to my missed opportunity, perhaps it was a missed opportunity to grow the kingdom of God. And I hope and pray one day I get another chance with this individual. On Friday, May 5th, roughly 10, 11 days ago, I encountered someone who I know only through my job. I've seen him multiple times in the past. I've talked to this individual on several different occasions, job-related only. And it just happens to be that he gave me a pretty hard time and was maybe out of line in some of those conversations. And these encounters happened four or five years ago. And this is an individual who is not well physically, not well mentally, has lived, to be quite honest, a pretty rough life. And I don't know his full story, but I, I know enough. And like I said earlier in the show, I'm, I'm sharing this to hopefully help me ensure I don't miss these opportunities in the future and to help you not miss your opportunities whenever they may come because I'm, I'm ashamed of myself, to be quite honest with you. And like I said earlier, this has weighed on me ever since. So I overhear a conversation this individual is having with someone else. And I, I can't see him at this point in time, but I can hear. And he is asking for a ride to the bus station, saying that he's going roughly 700 miles away to live with family because he has no family here. And his house, as he put it that day, was in shambles, and he couldn't live there anymore. He had withdrawn most of his money from the bank and was trying to get a ride to the bus station. By himself, alone, this individual's probably in his late 60s, early 70s, I would say. Certainly not somebody that needs to be traveling around with any substantial amount of money by themselves. Well, he was directed to go to the police station and see if they could help get him a ride. He said, thank you. And he left. And again, just to 
be completely honest with you, this is one of those individuals where, and I know everybody has had this at some point in time in their lives, but you have these people that you just try to avoid conversations with sometimes. And and that was that was this individual that, that I tried to avoid conversation with in the past. Like I said, I hadn't seen him in four or five years. But about five minutes after he left, it hit me. What if he just needed somebody to come say hey? What if he needed somebody just to ask how he was doing? What if he needed somebody to say, do you know the Lord? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Do you know how that, if you don't, do you know how that can benefit you? How that can help you? How that can make your path clearer to you? What if he just needed somebody to have a normal conversation with, ask how his day was going? I missed that opportunity. And for whatever reason, that has, like I said, that's weighed on me ever since because, number one, I have no idea if he made it where he was going, if he's safe, if he's, I, I don't know. But I missed that opportunity. And so the message I want to get to you today is always be ready because we don't know when those opportunities will present themselves. As my pastor has told me, be ready in season and out of season. I missed that one. I missed mine. Don't miss your opportunity. Dear Lord, I come to you in in prayer for this individual that I've, I've mentioned. I pray for Lord, his safety and his well-being. And I pray for us as a, a church as a whole, as, as a whole body, as, as Christians, Lord, that, that we don't miss any more opportunities. Because although you know all and you're in control of all, we never know what someone else is going through. And we never know what someone else's needs are. And we never know when we can be the one to make a difference in somebody else's life. So Lord, I just pray that you you help me, you help all those listening to this, you you help, like I said, the the church as a whole. Help us become more mature Christians. Help us not to miss our opportunity. Lord, I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray you are able to take something from today's show and use it to strengthen your journey. Wherever you may be in your walk, know there is always room to grow in your relationship with Christ. I'm Watson Cook. Thank you for listening. And remember, we are all in training.